To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Eccoci qua, eccoci qua, eccoci qua. Welcome everybody. Here we are, Room Tone, the radio show talking movies because we love it on Co-op Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Roger, your host. I can't wait to just head dive right into it because today, oh my goodness, today, broadcasting straight from downtown inside Vancouver, raise your hands, straight from Creative BC, CEO Prem Gill and Vice President Robert Wong. How are you guys doing today? Very well, thank you. Yeah, we are excellent. We're so excited to be here. I'm really happy to be here. And super grateful to have such a beautiful day with the sunny Vancouver uh, thanking us and blessing us in this beautiful way. Now, the reason why we connected is because such powerful and beautiful news for filmmakers just came straight through the news. Yeah, we, Creative BC and the Rogers Group of Funds announced a new program to support documentary and factual producers and filmmakers here in British Columbia. And we're super excited. It's an $800,000 development fund over two years to help support British Columbia storytellers. Mmm, I love the sound of that. So tasteful. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and this is so powerful because Creative BC really stands up and supports diversity which is uh, such a valuable, meaningful concept, especially here in Vancouver, British Columbia. And I'm so uh, curious as well to, head, uh, to uh, explore your guys' trajectory in Creative BC and also what's the future of Creative BC. But for now, who is Prem and who is Robert? <laughs> <laughs> Should we t- talk about each other or ourselves? Yeah, yeah cross-introduction <laughs> would be amazing, yeah. Um, well, I've had the uh, privilege and pleasure of working with Bob for the last four years. When I joined Creative BC, it was just my four-year anniversary, so, you know, it's been uh, amazing. We've done lots of new things and uh, new areas of support that we've been able to develop, so that's been fantastic. But I've been in the Canadian broadcast and media industry for over 20 years. And my career started actually right here in Vancouver. I volunteered at a radio station called Radio Rim Gym, which Mm. is still around. And uh, I produced and hosted a show there. And it was uh, an amazing experience. And all through high school and university, I'd always did not see myself represented in media. And I wanted to be part of the change. And that meant uh, trying to figure out how to work for organizations, how to support people in telling their stories. So I've been very fortunate that through my own career trajectory, I have actually had that opportunity to either have programs that I've been able to develop with other folks and support a variety of types of people and often with a focus on equity, diversity and inclusion and more recently specifically with a focus on supporting Indigenous creators as well. So it's, uh, you know, I have always been able to kind of go back to that place in my career and uh, find a way to it, it could incorporate those personal values I have around supporting diversity and inclusion. Beautiful. Be that change. High five in the booth for that. I'm giving that. <laughs> that's amazing. Super. <laughs> wow. I love it. And Robert, what's your story? 
Well, my story is is that um, you know professionally, I come from an accounting background. Uh, arts have always been a uh, a value, a love of mine, and something that I've always wanted to uh, work in. Um, however, you know professionally, it kind of took me down a different path. Um, however, uh, at the time, uh, Creative BC, it was called uh, BC Film at the time. They uh, called me and said that the province wanted to introduce a motion picture tax credit program, and they thought that I would be great to come over and and run the program or work in the program and I thought yes I this is something I'd love to do uh, I could use my sort of my professional training to work in the creative industries which is what I always wanted to do um, I thought I'd go over there and do it for a couple of years uh, that was 1998 <laughs> so and I've been at Creative B- BC Film and Creative BC since then um, had the pleasure of working with Premlik as she said for the last four years being able to drive and do a lot of new initiatives things that we had never done before uh, things like creating a music fund uh, working uh, to create these joint initiatives with uh, organizations like Rogers but other federal agencies as well and before that uh, I uh, I studied uh, at the University of Victoria so my, uh, I'm really from Vancouver Island uh, and grew up mostly in Victoria I worked uh, at the campus community radio station at the University of Victoria CFUV uh, I was an on-air personality I was a program director I have uh, done uh, you know done scheduling um, as well as read the news uh, everything that needed to be done as you know in in camp, uh, community radio you you kind of have to be a bit of a jack of all trades and that's what i've been doing oh my goodness <laughs> guys did you hear that we got a radio trio here in the booth today this is gonna be a lot of fun we just you're just gonna uh, follow the flow and uh, on that note i'd love to really uh, explore the creation of a fun like the ones you guys just announced yeah you know it's a really great example of why building uh, community and networks is so important in this industry and in so many but i think particularly in the creative industries it's all about how strong your community is and and the building of those networks so we have been talking to many of our partners across the country who support filmmakers and how can we partner and come together and really leverage our dollars together to do more and the rogers group of funds has been around for over 30 years i think they just had their 30th anniversary and they have supported numerous projects uh, across the country many here in BC as well but we really wanted to encourage them to be able to do more in British Columbia and they were very open to that idea and we actually met at a festival in the Banff Media Festival which takes place every year I think I've been going to that festival for almost 15 years and that's how these conversations often spark and we and I brought up the idea of what if we did something together and then we built it up over the summer period and announced it last week and I the reason I sort of talk about that partnership I think it's really important that especially in the way content is created these days it's about many parties coming together to support projects it's not just one place that you now go necessarily especially for Canadian independent filmmakers Mm. and then Bob and his team did the the technical details of bringing it together he can speak to that yeah and i'm sure that there is a lot involved in balancing the different the different processes different procedures that are part of making something like this happen Definitely is. And, you know, uh, British Columbia has a long history of uh, a strong documentary and filmmaking uh, here. uh, Sorry, documentary and factual filmmaking uh, being done here. So we thought that this was a great partnership and it really uh, spoke well to the the type of industry that we had here. Um, The funding that we do uh, through this, that we're intending to do through this Rogers uh, Joint Initiative is really to support what we call development of the projects. It is really to see uh, 
uh, productions, ideas at an early stage, give them some, uh, a, a small pot of money at, in a timely manner so that they can kickstart their project to get it to, a, to the next stage so that they can essentially pitch it to uh, buyers, broadcasters, uh, distributors, uh, just so that they can say, this is what I'm thinking about, but then also give them a pitch package, a, uh, a, a sizzle reel, something like that, so that they can visualize it to their, um, to their buyers. And then hopefully those projects get made in British Columbia, of course. Oh, beautiful. That really sounds like the spark of the whole project. If the project is the bonfire, then this is the spark, the necessary spark. Beautiful. I love it. I love how you put, the, put it that way. That is what, really what it is, is that if the production is the bonfire, this is the spark that is, is essential to get that bonfire going. Absolutely necessary. And on that, uh, that really shines light to the beautiful work that you guys do at Creative BC. That's really meaningful and, and, and really uh, a lot of purpose that goes into this uh, specific fund. And now talking about it, and exploring it from the point of view of the filmmaker, when will filmmaker be able to apply and what's the process? How does that work? Well, the, the, we're still developing the guidelines uh, for the pro program and the application. Uh, we anticipate that it'll be up uh, by early December. Um, the program won't actually open until January, and that's when we will ho hopefully uh, start uh, accepting the applications and then starting the adjudication process. It, it'll move very quickly after that part, but we want to give uh, filmmakers uh, and production companies uh, time to basically look at the guidelines, formulate their ideas, put their, their best foot forward so that they can come to us in January at that time and then we can start adjudicating on the projects that are coming through. Mm. And we're going to have um, a couple of streams. Uh, we will look at early stage development, what we'll call. So basically people have an idea and they need to p somehow uh, articulate it and formulate that idea so that it can be taken to a broadcaster or a buyer. And then there'll be uh, another, uh, another stage where there'll be projects that have, uh, maybe have, been, have, have some kind of market interest in it already, where we'll then provide more support so that it gets it to the next level so that it can go into production. Mm, beautiful. I, I really like this uh, versatility that the fund is opening up to different stages for filmmakers and storytellers. And I'm sure that this will inspire many different people out there to just give it a shot and try and get their heart out there because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. We got to tell exactly. the stories that live in the heart. Mm -hmm. exactly. And I'm actually very curious to hear from Prem, mm -hmm. uh, what's the story from your point of view in your career and in your trajectory mm -hmm. that inspired you to step into this world? Mm. Um, that's an excellent question. I don't know if there's just one story. You know, I was uh, born here in Canada and in, in Burnaby actually and my family came from India and I'm the first person born in Canada in my family and I think you know growing up in the 70s and 80s Canada was you know there was a lot of immigration from all over and I lived in a neighborhood where our neighbors were Korean and Chinese and Croatian and Italian and a broad representation of of people from all over the world and really trying to and our, a lot of our unifying um qualities were that uh you know we're all the children of immigrants and and you know I didn't see that story ever in mm. anywhere in media I didn't I don't think I could articulate it obviously as a, a young child but I also loved like Charlie's Angels and <laughs> Nancy Drew and all of these uh stories and you know pop culture which has such a huge influence on us and I was certainly a large consumer of it and I don't think I really contextualized it for myself that 
wait a second, there's only one type of people that always seem to be in these stories. So I think it was really, as that became something, especially through high school, where it was like, oh, we actually can influence this and change things and how do you develop media literacy around these things so it wasn't one moment in particular i think it was just a, a environment of growing up and and really starting to think about okay asking the questions why or why not and we're i'm still asking those questions to be honest <laughs> so it's uh but really now being able to create programs that can empower and help build people's careers is really a large part of a lot of the things that we do at Creative BC. So we, we support things across the creative sectors in music, books, magazines, digital and interactive media, and film and television. And we do often look at a focus of where can we have more representation when it comes to gender and diversity. Beautiful. And this is really speaks to the uh, whole colors of the color wheel of Creative BC because there are so many activities and programs, one of which I was so happy to see the music program. Genius, and I just saw it on a pamphlet uh, around the area and just said, Wow, this is so inspiring to see that organizations like this one are working hard uh, to really give a voice and create as many voices because they all matter. And this is so, this is so beautiful. And on that, uh, Robert, I want to hear about your story because uh, uh, you, I can see, I can sense the duality, you know, from accounting to radio, <laughs> and there is so much in here. But I'm wondering what's the one story for you as well that uh, took you into this world, and was it more of a fade in or a quick? cut into this world? <laughs> I, I would say I would classify it as a quick cut into this world. Um, it is uh, some, uh, it, you know, the creative industries, the cultural industries have always been a passion for me. Um, growing up, uh, you know, I, I dabbled in music, I played in bands, I was, mm. like I said... What instrument? I, what instrument? Um, I, I, I don't actually play an instrument <laughs> well. Were you a singer? Uh, no, I was more of a keyboardist, but, you know, wow. a, a two notes <laughs> type, type of keyboardist. So don't, don't hold me to that. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, but I, you know, and and of course, working at uh, CFUV in Victoria, just the love of music and just being in that that whole environment was was always something great. Growing up, uh, uh, going to university, hanging out in that community was always uh, was of interest to me. But as you said, you know, my my professional career kind of took me down a different path for different reasons. But when BC Film came calling, like you said, it was that quick cut. It was like. I, it wasn't like I had a plan to go into this. Is that the opportunity arose, and I took that opportunity, uh, thinking that again it would be a short-term type of of, of a, a career. But what I found was that um, the creative industries have been so uh, continue to evolve and so interesting, and the role at Creative BC and BC Film at the time continues to evolve. And those last four years since Prem has been the, the CEO, we've really kind of ramped up that uh, that piece, and it like I said, it just make, keeps it interesting and changing all the time and so things like the bc music fund are the pieces that you know keep keeping me interested and keep mm -hmm. me coming back to work every day there is a lot of enthusiasm in mm -hmm. the room and i feel it mm -hmm. and it's been four years you mm -hmm. mentioned to me of working together so i want to throw one question before we take a quick break and that is what is the most memorable moment together at creative bc in the past four years well bob well um, <laughs> Gosh, uh, well, you know, I think the continual support from the province where they have increased our funding support. We can't do what we do without funding from the 
government of British Columbia, and we're really grateful for that. So they are really, their continued support and belief in the creative industries, and with uh, especially things like Amplify BC, which was the BC Music Fund, and how it continues to evolve, I think that those are pretty big milestones for us. I, I would have to reiterate that. You know, I don't, I don't have one specific moment uh, that says, you know, that's the highlight. Um, I think there's been a series of highlights, and um, we continue to build on those, and that's really the moment that I would say, those are the moments that are important to me. Beautiful. Guys, can you not hear Robert's MC voice? Can you not hear it coming back? Wow. And this is actually our time to take a break on Room Tone, the radio show. It's always a pleasure here, uh, straight from downtown inside Vancouver, broadcasting our passion for film and filmmaking. And today, straight from Creative BC, Prime Robert, it's a pleasure. We're going to take a break. And filmmakers out there, you all have a voice, so you got to make sure that you say your piece. So this is Say Something from Jordan Raquet. Everybody, enjoy. Say something. Say something. Say something. Say something. Say something to me. Say it like you mean it. Out there thinking you deserve this. All over nothing. Pain is a meaning. So much in the distance Way too cold outside Feels like I've been running wild All right here for living So we keep on riding time Welcome back, welcome back, everybody. This is Jordan Raquet with Say Something Filmmakers. Tell your story, get it out there, say something. Beautiful. Here in the booth, Cop Radio 100.5 FM, I'm Roger, your host. Let's just get into it because talking movies with filmmakers into three professionals and today straight from Creative BC, CEO Prem Gill and Vice President Robert Wong. Everybody, this is a pleasure because Creative BC has just announced $800,000 fund. 
Yes. Uh, so we, you know, maybe I'll get Bob to tell you more about the details of how the fund, uh, the de- of how it will run and the types of projects that would potentially qualify for it. But, uh, yeah, I should note that Creative BC has a, a umbrella suite of programs that we call Real Focus BC, where we support filmmakers in all kinds of ways whether it's through tax credits development funding and partnerships we have a partnership with the Harold Greenberg Fund another partnership with CBC Digital Fund where we support filmmakers at different levels we also work very closely with Tell a Story Hive and it's really important that we really want to hope people will come and check out Creative BC and you know go to our website and follow us on social media because there's a whole suite of programs that support filmmakers and content creators that you should be aware of if you're not Mm-hmm. Getting the voice out there. And uh, I'd love to actually get into the details of this process. And also, before we get straight into that, what is the process of connecting with Rogers? Well, um, we've known the Rogers Fund for many years, and certainly people have used funds from Creative BC and the Rogers Funds in the past, but there hasn't been a formalized partnership. So they are very interested. They know the depth of talent here in British Columbia and want to tap more into it. So really, this partnership came together for both of us to be more focused on having the Rogers Fund group of funds really be able to tap into the the depth of talent here and uncover stories that we haven't had the opportunity to otherwise mm-hmm. wonderful wonderful now for filmmakers out there everybody's very curious to uh, get to know about the process of the application and as you mentioned earlier there's going to be different uh, stages and in the fund is going to adapt to the different uh, uh, ideas uh, somehow that filmmakers have but i'd love to get into the depth of what is the types what are the types of ideas and what is the type of uh, process that filmmakers have to go through to apply so um, generally our programs um, when we uh, when we open them up they're usually to deal with um, what we call the producers of the the productions um, less so with say the writers or the directors there um, however we are we know that in documentary filmmaking uh, is it's generally the the director, the the writer is also the producer of the project. So we will generally deal with the producers on the concepts of those projects. The the, the interesting far, pa, a fact about uh, this uh, joint initiative with Rogers, uh, it not only supports documentary filmmaking that we're looking, at, but we're also supporting factual filmmaking, mm. which is different. And it's the first time that Rogers has actually uh, moved into this genre of, per, of, of film. And so um, what we're looking for are uh, interesting projects uh, brought to us. Uh, they Again, they'll be at different stages. The funding is going to be for development. And just to be clear to your listeners, when we talk about development, it is about the writing and the conceptualization uh, and the planning of the project. It's not the actual production of that project at this point. So the funding will be, like I said, uh, will be a small buckets at uh, opportune times in a timely manner so that it can get a filmmaker, say they need to fly up north to get some film footage at a certain time of year. And it gives them money to actually go and do that so that they can say, here's our research yes, we can make this project and it can be done because this is what it looks like here. Mm. As opposed, and or if you need to hire a researcher to do something uh, specific on a project, you can say, I need this person here, here's some money, and they can go to uh, wherever they need to go to do that research. Really, that's what it's for. It's to help you uh, get 
build that project so that it's ready to be sold or pitched to a broadcaster and then hopefully be produced. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Robert. That yeah. was neat. That was clean. And is, there a, is it too early to start to mention uh, what is the, uh, the size of the fund? Well, the, the fund is going to be $800,000 over two years. So we, uh, it is going to be a $400,000 per year that we are looking at. Um, it is a little too early to talk about the, the size of each grant that we're mm -hmm. talking about. Um, there will be, again, there'll be a suite of type of programs. So there may be some where they're They're micro-grants. When I say micro-grants, say $5,000, for example. Then there could be another step where the, the quantum is a little higher at that point. We're still developing that to see what the demand is and then also where you know what the right levels are for each uh, stream of program that we're thinking about. Mm, I'm sure that this is going to support a lot of different filmmakers. This is a great, great, genius idea. I'm wondering uh, the, the moment that this idea came to life. Do you remember? Well, we've spent the last two years really talking about partnerships mm. and really leveraging the dollars that we receive support from the province against other dollars because uh, we can double our money essentially and then double the support in a more proactive, targeted way for BC film and television talent. And so this idea it wasn't just specific to this to Rogers. It was actually many different organizations that we've been talking to, including the CBC that we have a partnership with, the Harold Greenberg Fund, TELUS, Story Hive. So it's, it was just a continuation of that type of partnership, but also from an organization like the Rogers Group of Funds that really believe in the talent here. And I think that's the core of it. They know that there is a place to, that they're going to find the talent that will really benefit from this because that's a big, and the storytellers otherwise they wouldn't make that type of investment they know the the talent is here they know that there's stories to uncover and if we can nudge it along and this can be one of those programs why not beautiful mm, fits so well into the whole process and the whole rainbow of creative bc i love the sound of that now because we have robert here in the booth i really want to take the opportunity to actually explore The, and have a little bit of an edu educational session on tax credit because uh, many filmmakers are confused out there. What is tax credit? How does that work? And uh, if you have a, 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 a moment, just explore and, and, and tell us what, what the hell is this tax credit? <laughs> so how much time do we have? <laughs> well, okay, okay. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. But, uh, so uh, the tax credit program is the main vehicle that the, the province has used to fund um, production activity in the province. Um, so we there's... Uh, we want to grow the our domestic sector, so we want to grow BC filmmakers and their their production co uh, companies, and to produce more content here in BC. Own and controlled IP, essentially. But we also have a, a an investment uh, component to it, so we want to attract uh, international productions to come to British Columbia, hire people to work, train them up, essentially, and of course create great jobs for those people. Um, so. That's the that that's portion of the ta tax credits is by far and away the greatest. We, as you can see on the streets, there's always the white vans. Those are all the international <laughs> productions, the U.S. productions that are filming here, hiring people. Mm -hmm. The tax credits in both streams are really uh, jobs driven. So it is based on productions, hiring mm -hmm. local talent. Uh, above the line and below the line and post-production to do the work here in BC, to pay them uh, a great wage 
and then essentially it is a rebate on those wages that the province provides to the company. So in effect, what it does, it, it reduces the cost of production for BC filmmakers as well as international filmmakers that come here to British Columbia. It makes it a much more cost-effective way for them to do that project. What we get in, in return is uh, uh, added value to our GDP, of course, great jobs. We have over 60,000 jobs now, uh, people working within this uh, creative sector, and uh, it trains our people so that now that they can go off and either make their own productions or they can bake their own uh, production here and so that uh, they don't need to require outside expertise to, to make that ha- project Wonderful. happen. Wonderful. So you actually um, schedule even meetings with filmmakers possibly that yeah. would like to learn more? So we definitely do that. We, you know, we do general sessions, um, but part, most, uh, most of the time what filmmakers do is they call us and they have questions about things and we just get, either do it over the phone or we do it uh, in person. Uh, there's a number of ways that you can reach out to us, um, but that's what we're there to do is to help and to educate, not only administer the program, but also to make sure that the program is used uh, most effectively by our filmmaking community here. Mm, thank you for that, Robert. Love the sound of that. <laughs> Beautiful. And uh, let's say, you know, a filmmaker wants to explore the, the meaning of that and after creating a, a film, how would that filmmaker be able to to just step into this world? Is there a specific website or a specific application form? So uh, everything is done online uh, at Creative BC. So if you go to creativebc.com, there is a tax credit section there. Um, I always uh, emphasize to filmmakers, especially new filmmakers that are uh, wanting to access the tax credits or sometimes they don't even know about the tax credits, is to come to us early to talk to us about these projects. Uh, we're not going to give you creative direction on the project, but we will help you uh, structure your project and your company properly so that it qualifies. Because it is all objective criteria as opposed to subjective criteria. So if you can uh, come to us early, we can say, don't do it this way um, business-wise. Do it this this way instead because then you can qualify for the tax credits. And then uh, what it effectively means is that you can get up to about 30% of your total production budget funded through tax credits. So it's a significant amount of money Mm -hmm. that uh, you're talking about when you're talking about trying to finance the production of a a film or a TV project. Wow, filmmakers, did you hear that? So much support here in BC. We are living in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. And this is all thanks to people like Fram and Robert that work hard and give us the chance to make this happen. Now, we're a bit of kind of a little bit over the half of the episode. So before we take our second break and get into the rest, like the one minute pitch, the Proust questionnaire, I want to take a moment and ask you about the future, not only of Creative BC, but yourselves as well. Where do you see yourselves in five to 10 years from now? Well, I hope that I'm still somehow working and supporting the creative industries here in BC and in Canada. I, I don't, I mean, it's hard to project Exactly. I, you know, I feel like I have my dream job right now, personally, so I don't know what the next thing may or may not look like, but it's pretty great here. But I think overall, I think there's a lot of opportunities globally for storytelling, and I hope that people really embrace that and, and try to take the time, like go to industry events and meet people who you can collaborate with and support their projects, and they'll support yours. Because I think if you're going, especially when it comes to getting bigger and growing and something like taking really 
really leveraging tax credit programs, whether they're here in BC or other provinces, there's often interprovincial co-productions and international co-productions, is really finding people you can work with. If you're not the expert in something, find people to collaborate with. So that's what I see. My future and Creative BC's future is ongoing partnerships and collaboration. And, you know, thankfully with the support of the government, we're able to do this. Beautiful. All right. And five to ten years from now, Robert. Well... If you say 10 years, I'm going to say retired. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I, as Prem said, you know, like she says, this is, might be her dream job. It, it, I, I think I realized that a little while ago, that this is a, a great place to, to be, a uh, great place to work. Um, it continues to evolve, and it is something that uh, keeps my interest uh, there. Uh, new opportunities all the time uh, uh, developing at Creative BC. Uh, either they come to us or we're, coming to, we're going to them looking for those opportunities. I think that always keeps me interested, and it keeps uh, me getting up in the morning. Uh, so that's really what it, uh, keeps me driving. And so I would say, you know, if I'm still working in 10 years, this, this is probably what I'll be doing is still trying to support the creative industries here in British Columbia, making them grow, making them as strong as they, they can be. For the organization, again, the, the, uh, the, the thought leader in this area, we want to be the most relevant organization that people think about when they think about a certain idea in supporting the creative industries. They say, Creative BC, we need to talk to them about that. That's wow, the trajectory is heavenward. Mm. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Prem and Robert in the booth, just bringing the light. The sun is not only out there, it's here in the booth as well. Love it. Now, uh, the, um, the other topics and the other uh, themes that are floating around uh, Vancouver and uh, BC lately, of course, is the representation of diversity. And I definitely see that uh, Creative BC is a leader in this field. Uh, when it comes to the representation of the different cultures, being Vancouver such a diverse city with so many different communities, what do you think is the best way to create that uh, equality of opportunity when it comes to telling the story? Well, I think there's multiple ways, and a lot of it is through targeted funding programs that we might have, or working with other organizations like Women in Film, or the Asian Film Festival, and supporting people who are attending those events, uh, supporting our talent to get out to the world to meet other people that they can collaborate with, and that diversity of in the world. Um, but we also need to remember that a large part of our industry here is also people who work on foreign service productions and all those great shows from Los Angeles that like to be in British Columbia and the majority of people who work on those shows are BC residents and people who live here and make their lives in BC and there's big opportunity there to really diversify that workforce as well and the we work very closely with the unions and the guilds and the major studios in LA and the independent producers here in BC and developing programs that really help accelerate talent uh, often focused on the Directors Guild right now has a great initiative where they are supporting a diversity of talent but also with a very specific fo focus on diversity and gender equity getting more uh, people, women, uh, people of color, indigenous directors, directing television series episodes here in, in Vancouver because we have over 300 episodes a year that get made here. And not a lot of them have local talent on them. So we still have a ways to go. So we have to continually, we have to be relentless when we're creating programs and focusing on it and also ensuring that people that we're actually going out and making sure that people understand the ecosystem and how to be a part of it and programs like yours inviting us on here is amazing because you probably have an audience that have never heard about the work that is at 
done at Creative BC and the types of things that they can possibly engage in and benefit from. And it's, you know, not one, it's not going to be one thing. I wish I could make the magic wand and have that one thing, but it's a, it's a, multiplicity of programs. Mm, beautiful. That really speaks to uh, not only the power of the work of organizations like Creative BC, but also to the power of platforms like Co-op Radio. Because this radio station, guys, so much history and uh, the, the, the momentum and the love that there is around the station, this is incredible. And uh, this really speaks to the power of community. At the end of the day, we are nothing without community. And it, it, it all goes down to. And I find it very peculiar and, 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 and particular, and I would say beautiful to me that the station is straight from downtown inside Vancouver because even if there is a lot of bias projected onto the area yeah. uh, I believe that stations like this fight against that bias and dissolve that bias and really shine light on the beauty of the community that there is here and uh, have you been uh, at the Heart of the City Festival it's been amazing lately with the work they've been doing so shout out people go to the Heart of the City Festival we still have some time uh, going on with the festival uh, big shout out uh, go out and enjoy because the streets are filled with light these days so many artists with so much talent beautiful guys we are about to actually take a second break so get ready because we have the one minute pitch right after this break and uh, for this break we have a, an incredible track because it's really four different artists from, from, the, from four different backgrounds coming together to tell this one story. So please everybody enjoy. This is of course Jordan Raquet. We have Blarney artist Tom Mish and Alpha Mist for Poetry in Motion. So enjoy Poetry in Motion. Let's go. Supposing sight and hate inside my brain I got me fire and fighting flames And that's real Most of my dreams are trapped in that Cards have been dealt, ain't back correct Gabbling hearts and space, digging myself out Shit my pain, well I just figure my way out Yeah, poetry in motion My heart and my lyrics are in tandem Providing emotion My tears and my pen could cry Ain't like a fill up an ocean I'm here and I'm soaking Can you see the life in the rhyme? Yeah, I find a design Yeah, my heart is inspiring Uh, I'm finding the rhyme Yeah Poetry in motion flows
Holy moly, that track, that's Poetry in Motion. We got a whole bunch of amazing artists behind that track. And guess what? They made it in one day. Can you believe it? In one day, four different musicians and four different minds. They are Jordan Raquet, Blarney artist, Tom Mission, Alpha Mist. Oh my goodness. Where did that track take you? Oh gosh, it was so dreamy on a beautiful daylight today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can say it, a beautiful daylight and most definitely dreamy. That's part of the game sometimes. And we're here, Creative BC, we're dreaming about the future of the BC film industry, talking about the $800,000 uh, Rogers Fund for uh, development for documentary filmmakers out there. Thank you for dropping by, telling us uh, a little bit more of what this is. And now before we get into the one-minute pitch, I want to ask you in, uh, in a few sentences why filmmakers should keep their eyes open on this fund. Well, this is an opportunity to tell a story that's, you know, been in, that you've been thinking about for a long time. It's a great opportunity to connect, to connect with other filmmakers and maybe come together to tell a story. Mm. It's a new opportunity. I think it's uh, something that's going to be... Uh, have a lot of impact within the community and I think it's something that it's timely so I think uh, it's something to work, keep your eye on beautiful all right thank you we got CEO Prem Gill and Vice President Robert Wong here for, straight from Creative BC talking a bit about movies and now it's time for the one minute pitch so we have one minute pitch for each who's gonna start and what are you gonna pitch I'm going to pitch uh, Creative BC's program called Real Green, which we haven't had a chance to talk about, but it's about sustainability in the film and television industry. And Real Green is a collaboration between the industry and Creative BC, both uh, unions, guilds, studios, suppliers all have come together and it is best practices in the production industry. We offer a free course that just follow us and if that course comes up and you work in the film and television industry, take the class because you will learn all about how you can reduce your footprint in the industry, how you can use materials better, take advantage of something called the sustainable lockup, which especially for independent filmmakers, it's a place that you can go get materials that have been donated sometimes by larger productions that you may need. So Real Green is my Pitch. Wow, what an incredible pitch right there. And that's uh, that's uh, really straight to the core. Um, we're definitely going to put the link uh, in the description of this podcast as well so that people can go and check out what you're talking about in addition to the, the fun we've been talking about. But Real Green sounds Im amazing for uh, BC filmmakers. Robert, what are you going to pitch? I'm going to pitch um, our our. our non-tax credit programs. Ooh, let's okay. go. I'm going to hit that clock. Let's make it happen. Okay. Um, you know, we, the Rogers Group of Funds uh, is just an example of one of the things that we do uh, with with uh, joint initiatives and working with the community. But we have a whole other set of programs that we want to make sure that your filmmakers, your the community knows about. Uh, we have pro other funding for project development as well that might have maybe a broadcaster already attached to it. But we also provide travel support for uh, producers and filmmakers to travel abroad to attend markets to sell and make contacts with their uh, for the, around their projects. We have uh, programs around book publishing. We have uh, programs around digital media and, and magazine uh, publishing to support them as well. And of course, we have the Amplify BC program, which is a key component in growing the music industry in British Columbia for artists, for music companies, for recording studios, uh, uh, and other initiatives around the music side of things. Definitely uh, want to make sure that 
your community reaches out to us when they're thinking about the creative industries in British Columbia. Mm, beautiful. Pitch one minute precise. Oh my goodness. Did you rehearse that? This was amazing. One minute precise. 100 points for Robert right there. Not bad. And this is leading us straight to the final activity, the Proust questionnaire. So we're going to fly through these questions and just get to ask, uh, talk a little bit more about life and not necessarily about film. And the first question of the Proust questionnaire, he wrote them down, believing that we could dig deep and discover someone's true identity. So this is my question for you. First question of the Proust questionnaire. What is your current state of mind? <laughs> pretty uh, relaxed, actually, in your environment here. It's pretty nice. It's, uh, you make it very easy to be here. Hmm. Chill. Chill, okay, chill, love it, especially with uh, such music, uh, uh, we definitely live uh, uh, in the middle of a very chaotic world, but music washes off the dust of everyday life, so that's, that's, that's really beautiful. the power. Yeah, that's Picasso, that's not me, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, nice, second question, the Proust questionnaire, when and where were you happiest? I'm happiest in the moment. Mm. I, you know, I, I don't want... Try not to be too philosophical. Why not? Philosophical. Why not? Why I don't want to. You know, I I don't look back too far. I don't look forward. I'm happy in the moment. Beautiful. It's almost like we're always chasing the moment, huh? always chasing it. But when we find the the opportunity to catch up with it, even for just that millisecond, it's incredible. You know, I don't know if there's one moment to say, to say, you know, one type of activity. I tend to do reflect maybe a little bit differently than Bob does on trying to sort of reflect on um, where that joy was perhaps helped. It happened in the past that is being replicated now or what will the future look like? I don't know. It's uh, there's I think I have a, we have a lot of things to be grateful for and try to really focus in on that these days, given there's a lot of challenging things going on in the world. And I think I'm personally grateful that I get to do what I do every day and work with people that uh, I actually I like a lot and uh, support all the talent. Mm -hmm. Golden words. Woo, <laughs> love it. And this is uh, leading us to the third question of the Proust questionnaire. If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what would it be? I'm very curious to hear this one here. Oh my gosh, a re <laughs> reincarnation? Let's go, let's go. Uh, I, I would come back as a dragon. Ooh. Really? High five, Robert. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. Powerful. I can fly. It can breathe fire. <laughs> I love it, man. What's wrong yeah. with that? <laughs> nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. You gotta let it out, man. You gotta let yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like I have no idea. Um, I don't know. Maybe as uh, myself, having learned the lessons of being born once and having memories of that, and uh, I'm not saying I'm like amazing person or anything, but it, it's more of the like, okay, well, isn't it? Is you know the heritage that I come from reincarnation is about learning the lessons of past lives and and coming back and doing things uh, having those lessons hopefully you know in your soul somewhere that help you grow hmm kind of circumnavigating I know right the question, huh? <laughs> give us something we I want that know. something we want that something. what's in the sandwich yeah, <laughs> yeah. Michelle Obama I guess would be love cool. it high five again you know? oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> so many i-fabs today that's amazing leading us to the fourth question of the proust questionnaire which historical figure do you most identify with so we go to the future now we go to the past 
Even if there is no real time, right? It's all relative, so. Historical figure. Hmm. What about it, Prem? What do you think? Well, I... Oh my gosh, why do we never think about these things? <laughs> and then you're doing this questionnaire. Um, I don't know, I, you know, a lot of, uh, I think, strong and influential women. There's this, uh, you know, movie uh, coming out about Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, her story is quite remarkable. And, and you know, the history of slavery and the all of the horror behind that, I think, is something that... Um, you know, we're all aware of, but, you know, when you see uh, one person's story that's uh, going to be told and maybe people don't really know that, I think that's quite amazing. And I think uh, that's, I truly admire, you know, someone who took huge risks and by herself in an environment that was not going to make it easy. Mm, nice, huh? Not bad, huh? Wow. It's very good, very good. <laughs> I just saw the trailer the other day, so it's in, good, my, good, it's in my good. mind. Uh, I, you know, I've never thought about coming back as a historical figure, and but if you have to, if you have to name a person, uh, maybe the Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu. Ooh. Uh, you know, wow, Robert <laughs> got it. Oh my yeah. goodness! And one of my favorite sayings uh, is, is that uh, every long journey starts with a first step, and so I've probably say that's my personal philosophy when I think of projects when Prem comes down to my office and says Bob I need you to do this I think okay take that first step beautiful oh my god so much depth over here I love it I love it thank you so much this is amazing fifth question the Proust questionnaire oh wow do we want to go there yeah let's go there oh no what are your heroes in real life heroes in real life well you know it's uh It can be quite humbling when you're down here on the downtown east side and yeah. seeing the realities of life for so many people. And and I think a lot of the heroes are people down here who are doing a lot of amazing work mm. in really hard circumstances, but they keep at it. And, and um, I mean, any time, you know, our office is in and around this neighborhood as well. And I don't know, you, you sort of do look at those people who are not doing their jobs because they want to be heroes, but are... Con- contributing to you know trying to make it better for even if it's one person every day mm, beautiful Brent. thank you so much for that oh my I goodness a, uh, you know there's i have a lot of people i would say are heroes in my life um Most of them are family. Uh, I, I don't want to n- name them all because I, then I would feel like I've left somebody <laughs> off that list. Uh, but definitely family. But if somebody, I had to name somebody that was that I did not know, but I I, I admire. Um, Terry Fox always comes to mm. mind. Uh, and mm. you know, my cancer has uh, has touched our family in many ways, and the perseverance and the courage that he showed uh, for a cause that is very close to me seems to be uh, is he. To me, he's a hero. Um, but again, you know, if family is really where I would go towards, again, without naming names, because <laughs> I don't want to leave anybody off yeah, the list. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you so much, both of you. This is uh, very meaningful. And uh, you're coming over to share not only your story, but also the different programs that are happening right now, Creative BC and the Rogers Fund for Documentary Filmmakers. Uh, this is an incredible moment. I really want to enjoy the present. And uh, before we wrap this whole burrito up, I want to ask one more thing. And uh, that is actually your piece of advice to independent filmmakers here in British Columbia. Who's going to go first? Oh, Prem's well, got it. Yeah, Prem's okay, got it. Okay, okay, I got it. Uh, you know, <laughs> never underestimate uh, your network. If you have opportunities to talk to people and go to events, go. 
And you may not even know why you're meeting someone at a certain point in time, but, you know, stay in touch because it's all anything that I've seen that I've certainly achieved or experienced is because of that, you know, group of people that I have connected with over the years and staying connected and being engaged in community and we have such a strong filmmaking and independent filmmaking community here we have so many events you highlight many of them on your shows if you're really wanting to do this get out there and get involved get involved filmmakers get involved beautiful thank you for that Prem love it and Robert I would say persevere mm. uh, and stay connected to Creative BC uh, we're 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 your willing partner, and make sure that uh, we want to make sure you understand that, and that there are lots of opportunities out there, and a lot of times uh, we might be your partner. Beautiful, and this is leading up to the end of this episode on Room Tone, the radio show. Prem Gill and Robert Wong, straight from Creative BC. It's been a pleasure to have you here, chat a bit more, and it's very inspiring to hear the kind of work that Creative BC is doing to help filmmakers and really foster the storytelling and the juice of storytelling here in BC. Uh, beautiful. Any shout-outs before we wrap it up? No, big thank you to you. Keep doing what you do as well. I think you're an important part of this community and certainly bringing filmmakers together and providing them with this platform. I think it's awesome. Congratulations to you. Mm, this show is nothing without the filmmakers and storytellers and people like yourselves. So out there, listeners, just feel it. In this very moment, you're part of a community just because you're listening, not only to this show, but to Cop Radio and even to yourselves. So this is a big shout out to all the people out there who love life. Just love life and life will love you as well. This is, of course, uh, Jordan Raquet with Mind's Eye. Catch you next Thursday, 11 a.m., Room to the Radio Show. I'm Roger, your host. Enjoy life and life will enjoy you. Ciao, ciao. These voices all in my head Never to whisper Never to sing me to sleep All but a dream Right there, caught out in the rain Drenched in a memory of pain Soaked by the old sour taste Let's hope for the better Play to the mind wide open Waking the beast by the meadow Play for the least I'm hoping Show you the doorway to my soul Producer will get applause I mention it's not my fault Yet my head feels needed So I pray for some inner resource For certainly not to the force Letting the world take its course